Welcome to WO50 podcast where women over 50 embody wisdom and wellness. My name is Corinne and I'm here with my best friend Dr. Eddie Kenny and today we talked about boundaries. What are they? What, what, what are boundaries? How do we get them? How do we know if we have them or don't have them? Mm-hmm. What yeah. we can do about changing it if we don't. Just some little tips and, and um, we better get on that. <laughs> boundaries are important. I think that it's something that happens hopefully naturally as we get older, but not necessarily. It's all about self-awareness. It is. Yeah. It is. So if you think you have a problem with boundaries or you can you could use more boundaries if sometimes you find that your inner voice is saying no but you find yes coming out of your mouth then this is the podcast for you yes hey ed hi ken how you doing <laughs> i was just going to say almost exactly the same tone how you doing <laughs> <laughs> i was just around my sister and mom and my sister and I so many times would say exactly the same thing at exactly the same time with exactly the same tone. And you and I do that all the time as well. I know, I know. Some listeners are saying we we act and sound like sisters. Are we sisters? I'm like, no, we're soul sisters. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Because we've known each other a very long time. Very long. And we're the same, almost the same age. You're just a few months older. and I'm six months older. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm more, I'm six months more mature. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I should set boundaries around that. (laughs) You're so clever. Aren't I? We're segueing. (laughs) (laughs) What are boundaries? What are they and why are they important and why do you need them? So do you want to hear my definition of boundaries, which is actually not mine. It's Brene Brown's definition of boundaries. Oh, yes. I, oh, she's please. like the queen. Yes. Yes. Um, hers, hers is what is okay and not okay for me. Perfect. Keep it simple, right? Yep. And Whatever. another thing that I learned from her, and if you want to learn more about boundaries on Brene Brown, you can either read or watch Atlas of the Heart on, um, it's on HBO. And it's a four-part series, and um, I highly recommend it if you've not seen it. So yeah, she, it's she, great. We we watched that together, and then I went out and I got her book. So I just love it as a reference book too. I yeah. learned so much from her. Her definition of words, um, and and uh, I love the monk story around boundaries. And I don't actually think it was her story. This is a story that I learned real a long time ago. Yeah, because I've used it in coaching. I, so it was, I don't even remember who told this story. But so there was, so this is a story around boundaries. So there was two monks and um, and one of them, their best friends, and one of them called the other one up and said, hey, uh, I really want to go see this movie um, tonight. Will, will you come with me? And the other monk said, no, I'm I'm not in the mood for a movie. And the and the first monk goes, oh, but I really want to see it. It's, would you, well, please, would you come out? And the other monk goes, no. No, I'm just, uh, I just don't not, don't really want to go to a movie tonight. And the other monk goes, oh, come on. If you do, you know, just do this for me. And the, uh, the, the second monk goes, so let me get this right. You would rather me do what you want to do because you want to do it and go against my feelings of what I want to do. And that's really what the boundary is, is that as, as it can be in certain situations is the other person 
wanting you to do what they're in the mood for, what they want to do, rather than you following your own intuition. Yeah, that's excellent. Isn't that a good story? It's a great story. It's a great story. I love her definition because I think, you know, even layering it deeper, it's, it's boundaries is really, you know, being really authentic with your likes and dis- dislikes. Yeah. And I find as we get older, you know, that's what she, she says, you know, know what, what you like and don't like. And, mm-hmm. and even in, you know, bantering back and forth with like the monks did. So I know another story about monks, but no, one monk said to the other monk, you're so thoughtless. And he said, thank you. <laughs> that's a good one too. That's, <laughs> that's <awesome>. for another time. <laughs> That's awesome. I love that. Um, So, and then another thing that Brene Brown found in her studies um, is that the, is that the people with, that have the most compassion for other people are also people with very strong boundaries. Mm. Because what happens when we don't have boundaries is we become resentful and then we don't have compassion that kind of cuts off the compassion. Well, it's very healthy to have boundaries and, and it's, it's, I don't think it's taught, (laughs) you know, when I listened to Brene and, and watched her language and um, how she worded everything, I just said, oh my gosh, every high school should listen and watch what she's doing and talking about. Cause it, it, oh my gosh, it lays down so many common grounds for people to connect with. And, you know, I know myself growing up, you know, um, yeah. And when I look back now and going into the, 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 the sixties, you know, getting ready to go Your 70th decade, you mean your seventh decade? Seventh. No. Is it my seventh? No. Because when you're 10, when you're, when you're, when you turn 10 and 11, you're going into your second decade when you turn 11. That's crazy. Isn't that crazy? I know. My brother sent me a birthday card that said that welcome to your seventh decade. I'm like fuck you <laughs> bleep <laughs> oh no that i have... said with that was said with love and lots of boundaries around it <laughs> lots <laughs> but yeah you know i i think back in you know i yeah i was one of those people where saying no was was a challenge and because i always felt and there's a lot people a lot of people like me that you don't want to hurt somebody's feelings and you do you 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 know would Oh, yeah, I can do that. That's okay. I don't mind. I can go to that movie. I don't, you know, we weren't like the monk, you know? So you didn't really have your voice and doing a lot of work over the years around self-esteem and authenticity and, and, uh, you know, our childhood and just our, our, everybody's so different, how we're raised, you know, um, really having the talk about boundaries is really, really important. Yeah. And being clear in the language around it, because yeah, saying no, that's one thing, you know, when you say no, and you mean it, and you're not full of guilt, and your emotions aren't all involved, and you're like, oh, I can do it. And then you say no, and you're like, no, I really, I really can't do this. And you feel there's no guilt. There's a lot of work. Yeah, it takes a lot of work, because what, what I hear from my coaching clients is that my, as my sister puts it, when you say yes, but you really mean no, you're saying no inside your mind, but what comes out of your mouth is yes, yeah. you know, and then that causes internal conflict. 
And then it causes resentment as we're talking about for the other person and the other person, it's not their fault. You said yes. Cause yeah. that's the thing is like it, it, you can't blame somebody. And that's where it gets really sticky is, is it, there's a, a, a really great book that I recommend to people called the four tendencies and oh. you and I actually, I don't think you are, I'm an obliger. I think I'm an upholder. I think, I think you're an upholder. Yeah. yeah. I think you're an upholder. Yeah. So yeah. obligers are take up most of, of the 35% of the population. And now we're, we are a little bit of all of them and I'm definitely a healthy obliger, but what obligers are, if you're a kind of person that can't say no to people or has a hard time with boundaries, you're probably an obliger. And to read about them in the four tendencies is very helpful because they're, mm -hmm. they're the, they're the person that you always ask to look after your pets and to water your lawn when you're out of town, like, cause they always say yes. And, um, and obligers, it, it's all about how you respond to your commitments, your outer commitments and your inner commitments. So an obliger will always, if there's an outer commitment where another person is involved, they'll always honor it. But if it's a commitment to themselves, like working out or, or eating healthy or going on a diet or whatever it is that you have to commit, commit to yourself, you'll disappoint yourself all day long. That's, wow. that's an obliger. An mm. upholder, which we think you are, is someone who honors both outer and inner commitments. So you honor commitments with other people, but you also honor your inner commitments. And mm -hmm. I feel like you're a little bit more, you can be an obliger in some ways, but I think you're a little bit more of an upholder, don't you think? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Yeah. 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 They're good. They're I love all these, you know, references for things. There was one, um, what was it? The four emotional types. And it was all around boundaries and there's the intellectual, the intense thinker, right? The intellectual, the empath, the emotional sponge, the rock, the strong and silent type. And then there's the gusher, you know, or gusher that's attuned always to emotions. So, you know, when you're, when you look at which emotional type jumps at you, it's also going to be, um, you can reference it to, to how you set your boundaries in place. Right. You how know? you feel like it can be helpful. I feel like these different uh, categories that we're talking about, these different personality studies that, to understand yourself is to help you understand yourself so that you can understand where your weaknesses are, where your strengths are and where you your need vulnerable to areas. Right. Yeah. Where you need to show up with more boundaries. Yeah. 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 Which if you is, find yourself feeling resentful, you probably have a problem with boundaries. Yeah. Yeah. Another thing. Or I, anger or anger. Well, yeah. Well, I feel like resentment and anger are relatives. Yeah. I love the weak emotional boundaries. Sometimes we look at, we're blaming others. We're yes. um, complaining, you know, like there's. Blaming and complaining, um, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Complaining. Yeah. Losing your temper. Like, you know, there's lots of little things. So. It's it's like I was saying, I think it's important to go back to what the point that we made that when you, when your inside voice in your head says no, and you say yes, and then you do the thing you want to do, like helping somebody move or, uh, you know, feeding their pet for a week or whatever it is. If you, that's your fault. You can't be mad at that person because they asked you because mm -hmm. you had an opportunity to say no. And so that's the biggest thing that people have a it's problem. True. 
problem yeah. with is that they get angry at the other person for asking them. And, and the other person can ask you anything they want. You have 100% control of saying yes and no uh, when you become aware. Yes. Before you become aware, you don't think, you, you know, you, you just like, oh yeah, I can do that. And then you resent it. And it's bad for the relationship. It's bad for you. It's bad. It's just, it puts dissonance and bad frequency in the atmosphere. I mean, it's yes. really important to be clear within yourself, what's good for you. And, and also too, if you're a person that has a problem with that, sit, you don't have to like, I sit with things now because I, my tendency is to say yes, used to be, not anymore. Used to be to say yes to everything for everybody because I'm an obliger. And then now that I'm older and hopefully wiser, I sit with things. Like I had a guy email me um, from Facebook. He knows a friend of mine and he's trying to put together this big speaker thing. Like, I don't know how many speakers he's going to have, like 30 main ones. And he's trying to create some kind of course. And he wanted me to do like a 10 minute talk on zoom and then he'd record it and have it in his course it just it, it seemed like an easy thing to do but i sat with it and sat with it he sent me a couple emails and i was like you know what it just does not feeling right to me mm. and i said no and mm. and years past i would have said yes because i said yes to everything so don't be afraid to sit with something for a bit to see how it feels in your body mm -hmm. oh and another and, go ahead yes. No, and I, well, often too, people are in predicaments where, you know, it involves their children, right? And, and here we are over 50 and we have time to play and our kids go, oh, can you look after the grandkids? I know that happens to me personally. And they're, they're you know, we all have to have boundaries in place and it's okay to say no. And it, I usually have something legitimate on the go when I, when I do say no. <laughs> But you don't have to have something legitimate on the That's go. That's right. That's and true. I feel like you're most of the time you're okay with that now. I feel mm -hmm. like you used to always have to have an excuse, either a made oh, up yes. one or a real one. But you don't do that anymore. For the most part, you have a good boundary. It's like, no, it's just not right for me right now. Yes. 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 And that's important. It's important. And it's important for, I think, everybody as we move forward, because a lot of peeps that come into my clinic, you know, and we sit down and we talk about different things. A lot of them, the boundary issue comes up quite a bit and they do, they're uncomfortable with saying no. Yeah. And some feel very manipulated, right? So, you know, when you're feeling ah. that way, you have no boundaries. So yeah. there's nothing in place when you're feeling like that. So that's really important. And then you feel taken advantage of, or, you know, and then you feel bad and, 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 you know, they're your feelings. Having boundaries right. in place just means you're being authentic to you. Yeah. Cause having feelings around being resentful for saying yes is different because those are misplaced feelings. Mm -hmm. Right. So when you're resentful to somebody because you've given too much to somebody, that's your issue. That's not their issue. That's right. Someone takes it. People can't take advantage of you unless you let them. That's right. And to me, that's very empowering. And that yes. people don't come to that overnight. That is takes yes. baby steps to get to. So if you're not understanding what I'm saying, I, I get it. And, and another great tool. So the one is, is sitting with it for a couple of days. And another great tool is thinking about if, if you, if so say somebody asks you to um, 
do a speaking engagement or go to a play or make or do water their lawn or something six months from now, right? So it's not immediate. So you might just say yes. But what if you pretended that you had to do it that afternoon, right? So if somebody asks you to do something in the future, you just say, okay, if what would I say if it was that afternoon? And that helps oh, you to mm. really get clear. If and you, you know, that shows, that's true. That And that shows you're, you're honest and you're authentic with your word and you're, you know, you're not saying yes or no. It's, you're even thinking about it, which shows a lot of respect for them as well. Yeah. Like that mutual, you know, that mutual agreement. So that's respect for yourself. This respect for them. You're not saying yes. You're not saying no. You're not, you know, it can be, that's good. I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to use that. Yeah. 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 yeah you don't know. You could be in Spain in a villa somewhere in six months. <laughs> no, you can't go because you promised you. Yeah, but you promised you're going to water your neighbor's lawn. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, it, it's it. And the thing is, is that and the other person, like you're not responsible for their disappointment. That's the thing is that if they are disappointed when you say no, mm -hmm. that is not your responsibility. That is 100 percent their responsibility. So if you are like, just like that monk story, it's mm -hmm. like, he was trying to make it clear, like, let's be honest, you would rather me do what you want to do than me follow my own intuition. And that's what happens when somebody's trying to talk you into something when you don't want to do it. And when you look at it that way, it helps to make it more clear. And so there are many cases where, especially if you're an obliger or a pushover or don't have boundaries. And if you start changing the contract, because that's what happens is you have like a, usually a, a, a non, a non, you know, nonverbal contract with most people of how you are in the relationship with your intimate relationships, with your parents, with your, with everybody. Right. And if you start to change that contract by starting to have boundaries, that's probably going to upset the other person. But you have to have emotional and physical boundaries. With well, once you start to develop them, mm -hmm. other people might be disappointed because you're changing the contract, you're changing how you are yes. with them. Okay. Yes. And so the more clear you can be, you can't, can't control if they get upset or not, if you say no, but the more clear you can be, and some people are okay, will listen to your explanation and yes. some people won't. But if you just say, you know what, I've been saying yes to too many things lately, and I'm trying to have better boundaries and look after myself. And I hope you can find somebody else to do that. So hopefully explaining to them that you're changing the contract that you have between the two of you. Yeah. That's your, your, yeah. You're, you're now responsible for your own thoughts, feelings, and actions. Your boundaries are in place. You're responsible, not them. Right. But you're yeah. also explaining to them that you're changing the contract between the two of you. So be and, really direct and specific and, and compassionate as well saying, you know what? I, I know that I've said yes to you in the past yeah. and I wish that I could say yes, but I, yeah. I noticed that I've been got too much. I'm overextended lately. And yeah, so, so you're under and you're understanding their feelings now as well. Yeah. But you're really yeah. honoring what you truly are feeling, what you need yes, to do. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's tough. It's there's many layers to it. And especially if you've been a person that doesn't have boundary for a long time and then you start changing, there is going to be some pushback. So you don't get the, the feedback right away, the positive feedback. You, 
but your body will feel better, but then you might have some guilt involved with other, but just notice what's theirs and what's yours. Yeah. And it will change even with, you know, your children are 10 or they're 20 or they're 30 or they're 40, they're 50 and you're a hundred, you know, the boundaries keep changing in a relationship. They keep changing even yeah. fresh, new relationships, old relationships, friendships. Well, yeah, because it, you want to take it from a case by case basis. It's like if you realize you're a kind of person that says yes to everything and you find yourself being resentful, then maybe take a look at that. And if you and, yeah. and we change, you know, not just every decade, but we change every day. We do, and, you know, yeah, and honoring where you're at in the day, the day of somebody asking you something, little things, big things, knowing what's yours which is, you know, you have total autonomy on whether you say yes or no. Mm -hmm. And you don't have any control over how the other person reacts to your yes or no. Yeah. It's, it stops where you kind of know where your responsibility ends and theirs begins, right? It's that, that's the boundary. That's that. What was it? What's the metaphors they use for it? Inbounds is acceptable. Inbounds, like in sports, boundary. I think that's where the word You're came from. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking. I'm thinking <laughs> when Brené, when we were listening to Brené, I think it's coming back into my vault. Well, you're a sports person, and so is she, but I am Yeah, not. so inbound and out of bounds. So inbound uh -huh. is acceptable and out of bounds is not acceptable, right? So there's the nice definition of the, the, the understanding boundary. So if it's acceptable, it feels right to you. You're responsible for your own actions. <laughs> and that's the key is to you. And, and that's the other point I think it's important to make is that your boundaries are different than mine. And my boundaries are different than yours. And my sister's boundaries are different than mine. Your sister's boundaries are different than yours. And that's mm -hmm. all perfectly fine. We're all allowed to have what it is good for us. And, and that's what I think people don't understand. A lot of the people that I work with in coaching, it's like, it's kind of like the, 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 the languages of love, you know, the five love languages. Mm -hmm. It's like, when you first are introduced to the five love languages, you learn that we tend to expect from people or give to people what we like, because that's all we know. Mm -hmm. So it's like, if you're a kind of person that, that loves to give gifts, then you're going to give your friends and your lo loved ones gifts because that's what you love to do but that's not everybody's love language and it's the same with boundaries it's like we tend to expect people to have the same boundaries as us I think that's why we get upset when people ask us things but yeah. cannot get upset when somebody asks you something they can no. ask what even no matter how outlandish it seems like yeah. and you know even if they say no even if they look, they ask you ask them for something, and like say you wanted me to do something, and I'm like, no. And I love Brené. She goes, "Remember, no is a complete sentence." Yes. <laughs> so how you respond to that, I shouldn't tag on a feeling to that because if I have a boundary in place and I go, no. But it also depends on what you ask me. Well, and you can also <laughs> have like I said, compassion about it. You can be like, no. I, you know, you know, you don't have to explain yourself fully, but just that doesn't feel that's what I usually say. No, is that doesn't feel right. That's not going to work for me. Yeah. Instead of just no. 
Yeah. It's just like, I'm sorry, that's not going to, not going to work for me. That's not going to work out this time, whatever it is. Yeah. I know. I, I think back from years ago when, you know, I would feel like I needed to fix and save everything. Oh, I can fix. I can Blame help yourself. with that. Yeah. 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 Honestly. And, 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 you know, the biggest thing is moving forward is the forgiveness to yourself for, for, mm. you know, being hard on yourself for making those decisions and then going, Oh my gosh, you should, you did, why didn't you apply that then? And you can't, that's why the the present moment is so important and moving forward and the letting go of stuff and story, you know? And that's why it's, it's key to remember that everybody's doing the best they can. So your best is different today than it was yesterday everybody's doing the best they can from where they're coming from. And I ha can't tell you how many times I've had uh, arguments, discussions, debates with people over that point. And I think, I think it was Brene that said that 50% of the people are going to think, believe and agree that everybody's doing the best they can. And 50% of the people are going to say, no, I don't think anybody, everybody's doing the best that they can. But then- I love it when she yeah, I love it when she also said, just because you've done the work doesn't mean everyone else has. Exactly, I think exactly, exactly. And I keep, I, oh man, I have that written down in my like schedule book. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, your best again is going to be different than everybody else's best. But I- Well, you got to meet people where they are. You got to, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. We have so much to say on this topic, don't we? <laughs> Meet people where they are is a good one too, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, if you can, but you can only meet people where you are, yeah. right? And some people are better at feeling into where others are at. Like I'm pretty good at it with my coaching, but I've seen other people better than me, you oh know, gosh, with yeah. it. And so, um, so yeah, I just, and what I was going to say is that Brene says that her husband said, I don't know if everybody's doing the best they can or not. All I know is that when I assume they're doing the best they can, I feel better. Yeah. yeah. So if you're the kind of person who doesn't think people are better, or you're not sure, then you can just say, okay, well, just maybe you could assume that they are. Because the thing is, is that how nobody does anything to be an asshole. Well, what do you do if someone disrespects your boundaries or dishonors your boundaries? Like, what? how do you want to take Well, nobody there? can disrespect your boundaries. Nobody can disrespect you. People can do whatever they want. They can say whatever they want. They can do whatever they want. It's You it's have good. the opportunity to have a boundary when somebody says or does something that you don't like or asks you something that you're uncomfortable with. Yeah. It's like- it, it has your life. None of it has anything to do with like when people are like, say somebody asks you to do something outlandish, like they're going to go to Europe for two months and they want you to feed their dog for two months and go three times a day to walk their dog. Okay. It doesn't do you any good to to, I mean, you can vent to your friend. You can call me up and say, hey, Corinne, you'll never guess what my neighbor has asked me to do. And we can laugh about it, right? Yeah. But you don't want to really, I tell people if Make you have- it personal. Right, because it's not personal. They, they're they just asking you something. Yeah. 
I know it's it. That's so cool. It's true. It is that you're yeah. Yeah. yeah, we can we can laugh about it and think, oh my gosh, I can't believe they asked us. But my general rule of thumb, what I tell people is, if if somebody if you have a fight with somebody or somebody irks you or or somebody's whatever an altercation, you're allowed to process it and tell it one maybe two times, maybe three times if you've got a large circle of friends. But after that, it's over and done. And the more you talk about it, the more energy you're giving it, and it's creating a construct and then creates a bigger problem. Remember Sachi told the mashed potato story. Remember the yes. mashed potato story? Yes. I think you told that before, but tell it again. It's a good story. I don't story. think we did because we, we didn't um, put out our first three. We're not going to put out our oh, first okay. three episodes. So, so um, yeah, no, okay. So, so the mashed potato story is say, say you, you go to, to Whole Foods and you order mashed potatoes with, with butter on them. And they're so good there. And then you, you, you go to Nancy, the, the, teller and you pay for your mashed potatoes she weighs them and she says you know hey eddie how you doing today and you're like oh good i'm just enjoy these mashed potatoes and then you sit down and you eat them and then you drive and buy whole foods the next day and you forgot your yogurt and so you go into whole foods get some yogurt nancy's still there and you paying for your yogurt and you say hey nancy i also have to pay for the mashed potatoes yesterday and nancy's a little confused but she's like okay i'll take her money and then you leave with your yogurt but you've paid for both the mashed potatoes and the yogurt from yesterday then you go back a few days later and nancy's had a few days off she's on again and you buy some broccoli oh not broccoli because you can't eat broccoli um so <laughs> you buy some heads of lettuce and then you say to Nancy, oh, can I also add on the mashed potatoes I had here last week? Nancy's a little very confused, but she adds on the mashed potatoes. So anyway, this happens over and over again. This is what happens when you tell a story over and over again. You have, you have an incident that happens. Say you fall down and you hurt yourself, right? You, and then if, if you tell people about it you continuing to hurt yourself over and over or a better example would would be an emotional hurt so say if somebody's hurt your feelings they came along and said you know you really sucked in the yoga class that you taught today maybe somebody said that to me even though that's never happened no I'm just kidding <laughs> and then I talked to Eddie and I'm like I can't believe this person emailed me and said she hated my yoga class and then I you know call my sister and tell her and then and then so I'm paying for it over and over again but the incident only happens once that's right. Oh my goodness. How many times have we done that over the years in our thirties or twenties and forties? And, and I remember one time I said something to you and you're like, um, you already told me that. I'm like, I did. And, you know, and that's, what's so good about having, you know, friends that you've had a long time. Cause there there's really beautiful boundaries there, isn't there? Yep. You know, yeah. 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 And you'll, yeah. we will, and you'll say something, you know, you, really, you still want to, you know, dredge that up and talk about it. I'm like, you know, I don't. Okay, good. Or I'll start something to you and then I'll go, nah, we, I don't even need to talk about that anymore. You're like, good. <laughs> but you're willing to listen. Yeah. You know, that's the honoring and the respect you have, you know, that we have for each other. So that's really good. But it's beautiful that we, have boundaries as well. Yeah. Know? So we have boundaries with each other and, and, and call each other out on stuff. And then also that's a boundary too, within yourself 
of not telling the story over and over again. I do that with my clients all the time. It's like, okay, you told your best friend about it. You told me about it. Maybe you can tell one more and then it's done. Because there's always going to be more to talk about in life. And every time you're telling somebody new about it, you're you're digging up the feelings again. But right. you already went through it once. You want to do it again no and again and again. Yeah. Yep. Oh, it's And it is. It's almost like staying. You don't mean to. And maybe you do. But it's like staying in the victim contract or the sabotage mode. Or, you know, we, we make these contracts sometimes with ourselves until we just go, you know, I'm done with that. Yeah. done with that <laughs> yeah so and it's the, important and, yeah and the more aware we become that we're doing that and we stop doing that the more present we can be in the moment yeah for, for ourselves for other people for our life yeah yeah it's important yeah, yeah. it's it's really important to set up healthy boundaries you know even you know if someone says well wow I'm, I, I don't think I have any boundaries. Well, what would I set in place? How do I set them up? What, what would you tell somebody to do? Well, it's like I said, I I, I gave two techniques earlier on. You either take a beat when somebody asks you something and don't answer until you feel into it or pretend like it's something you have to do that afternoon. Would you want to say yes or no? Mm -hmm. You know, so just really, so to me, it's just self-referral listening to yourself. What about you? Yeah. Um, uh, I would try and be really authentic, give it space, you know, just give it space, like you said, and um, just start putting it into practice and recognizing it for yourself. You know, if you're saying no, and then what that no means. And whether you're attaching a story onto it, well, I can't do, no, I'm sorry, I can't do that because I have this and this and this and this. We always feel like we got to give a reason. We don't have to give a reason. No, a reason enough is it doesn't feel right to me. It doesn't feel right to me. That's not going to work for me. That's not explaining. That's just a more compassionate no. Yes. And it's also, I think if you keep the focus on what you need, because you might be getting ready to change your plans and and accommodate what they're needing, but it's still not feeling right, right? Yeah. It's still not a solid yes for you. So yeah. that no, hang on to it. Just hang on to it like an icicle and just go, <laughs> it, you know, is, is it going to melt or is it a solid no? Because when you're focusing on your needs without oh, I, I'm going to make that person sad or they're going to be upset about that. I'm going to hear about that now for how many days? Once we let all those thoughts fall away, because that's all they are, they're just thoughts, and we don't want to get emotions from those thoughts. We want to keep with the emotion of the answer to the question that we're putting the boundary around that's comfortable and will it's speaking volumes because it's also now showing respect not only for, for yourself, it's huge for them as well, Yeah, I think. Yeah, I tell people that when when you follow your own heart, it's always, it's a natural law that it's good for you, but it's also good for them too. Even if they fight it, even if they don't like it, it's Mm -hmm. always good for everybody in the end, I find. I just, I just, I just have seen that over the years from being able to tune into myself and figure out what my, you know, 
what my answers are for different situations and and trusting that it's best for them too even like I said, even if they get upset about it and they say no, because it's it, we teach people how to treat us. We yeah. teach people, you know, so if you're, if you're used to, if somebody's used to you saying yes all the time, and all of a sudden you start seeing no, they're going to be upset. Like I said, there's that nonverbal contract that you have with them. Right. Yes. So, but that'll change over time. You just have to continue to say no and they'll get used to it. And mm -hmm. so you teach people how to treat you. It's like the four agreements. Be authentic with your word, right? So it's even, you know, yeah. Don't take anything personal. You got to focus on your needs. You know, really, that's, that's not one of the agreements. That's not <laughs> sure to rewrite the book. Don't take anything personally. Always do your best. Be impeccable with your word. Don't assume, don't make assumptions. Don't make assumptions. Don't make assumptions. Yes. Four agreements. Don McGarry. I just saw a little um, uh, painting that someone did and it said there was two little birds snuggled into each other and it said, be impeccable with your chirp. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so cute. And on that note, yes, I think we'll wind it down now because that was, that was a really deep dive into boundaries for sure. I mean, we did, was. Talk, we did reference Brene Brown a lot because she is the queen of vulnerability and boundaries. If you have not listened to her or you can always go back and listen. I always tell people, especially my clients, they'll, they'll say something and I'm like, that's Brene Brown 101. You might want to go back and listen to that again. Oh, she's great with boundaries, with codependency, with just what, what, what it all means. Overwhelm, anxiety, all those things. Those are just, yeah, yeah we love her. Yeah. Shout out to Brené. <laughs> All right, Ed. Thank you so much. As always, it was a wonderful conversation. I love you. Thank you. Love you too. Until we meet again. Be authentic. <laughs> Be kind. Be kind. Have boundaries. Be you.